0: Hi, my name is Nick Ford, and I'm on a mission to trace Alberta-made pints back to their agricultural roots. I'm taking the suds back to their buds. My goal throughout this audio series is to educate and to deliver an exciting economic story about an industry that has unbelievable potential for Alberta's food and beverage scene, for Alberta manufacturing, and for agriculture. And I mean, come on, who doesn't like a good pint? Tracing Alberta-made beer back to its roots will help beer fanatics and consumers in general understand the industry just that much better. More importantly, this series will showcase the strong bond between rural business and city commerce. And it's also a chance to get an inside look into an industry that is brewing something special. Throughout this series, we'll interview the people in charge at a Calgary Craft Brewery, we'll talk to farmers and people like you to help gain some insights into craft beer here in Alberta. So let's whet our appetite for Alberta's craft beer scene and take it back to our fields. As you may or may not know, beer, especially craft beer, is becoming more popular in Alberta. I mean, you may as well call us Alberta. Alberta currently has about 60 active microbreweries in the province, and this number is increasing. About 20 of these breweries have opened up within the last year, and if we go back just a year further, nearly 60% of all Alberta breweries have opened up within the last two years alone. That's crazy. I mean, just take a quick stroll down the beer aisle of a liquor store. You'll notice more beers from more places with crazier labels and funnier sounding names. I know that when I go to the liquor store to find a pack of beer or a case of beer that I want to drink, each beer battles with the others with their bright colors, bizarre imagery, peculiar ingredients, and hilarious sounding names to fight for your wallet and your taste buds. In 2016, sales receipts from liquor stores in Alberta reached their highest point ever, $2.6 billion. That's about the size of Liberia's whole economy. And beer, beer is clearly king in the province when it comes to adult beverages. That share is growing too. Of the $2.5 billion spent at liquor stores in 2016, beer accounted for about half of total alcohol sales, or $1.1 billion dollars. This number's been rising steadily since 2009. As Albertans, how do we compare to beer drinkers in other provinces? Well, the average Albertan spends about $330 on beer in a year. That number's been on the rise since 2010. And that's just beer. That doesn't include wine, ciders, or any other types of alcohol. Now that $330 is the third highest in all of Canada. Since 2010, this number has increased nearly $40. That's about 12 extra craft beer a year. Now, why? What's going on with the craft brew scene here in Alberta? Are other people benefiting? Is agriculture? Again, that's the point of this audio series. I sat down with Phil Bryan and Chad Salin of Calgary's Last Best Brewing to find out why craft beer is becoming so popular. I wanted to get at the root of craft beer success and dig into the significance of Alberta's agricultural sector to beer. So here's my conversation with Phil and Chad from Last Best Brewing, from the Last Best Brewing Sensory Lab about Alberta's craft brew scene and the importance of agriculture.
1: I'm Phil Bryan. I'm the director of brewing operations for Bay Hill Brewing, which is our parent company group. I also double up as the head brewer for Last Best, and I drink a lot of coffee. That's what I do. And a lot of beer. <laughs> All right. My name's Chad Salmon. I'm the general
0: manager of Last Best. I first asked them why they chose the craft beer game.
1: Here's Phil. There's a few things. There's an opportunity to experiment more, and there's more of an opportunity to get to know your consumer. Okay. So we get to sit at the bar and have beers with the people who are buying our product and drinking our product, right. and that's super special. It's something that you can't get when you're brewing at industrial scales.
0: Phil and Chad are the fellas who run Last Best. Their parent company group is Bear Hill Brewing. Bear Hill incorporates Last Best, but they also run Jasper Brewing, Banff Brewing, and Wood Buffalo in Fort McMurray. You'd think the beer scene is pretty standard, but as Phil mentions, the beer scene is different in every
1: city in town. One of the, uh, the core philosophies with what we do is that each one of those stores is very different and each of those markets is very different. And so what we try and do is we try and make beer and we try and make food and we try and make a space that reflects what the community wants in those locations. Even Jasper and Banff, though they're both mountain towns in you know, Rocky Mountain National Parks. They're both very, very different. And what people want in those places are very different as well. So Banff's a bit more of a party town and we make beers <laughs> yeah. that reflect that. Everyone in Jasper's a massive IPA hound. IPA.
0: An IPA is an India Pale Ale, a beer growing in popularity in Alberta over the last couple of years. This ale is a hoppy beer known for its bitterness. It was first popularized by the British in the 18th century. These beers were lightly hopped and quite different from today's
1: pale ales. Everyone in Jasper is a massive IPA hound. Uh, There's, you know, a huge kind of cult, well, there's been a huge kind of community education piece that's happened over the past 12 years in Jasper where... The township has recognised what they've got in terms of a great little brew pub and a great brewery, and they've supported it, you know, and we couldn't be more thankful for that.
0: Even Calgary's beer scene's different too.
1: Here's Phil again. Calgary's been a, it's been really interesting since we first launched the brewery side of things two and a half years ago, and then the restaurant side a year and a half ago. It's been a constant kind of evolution. When we came into market, there really weren't that many Uh, sort of new fledgling smaller breweries around Um, there were some absolutely fantastic long-standing craft brewers in Big Rock, Wild Rose and more recently Village Uh, now we've seen you know an extra 15 different breweries in Calgary open up since we started so there's a lot more choice for everybody yeah what we can do which is a little bit different is offer people sort of more of an introductory step to that So rather than them sort of, you know, having to make the leap into sort of the the next craziest big insane-o IPA, we can sort of give them a nice little progression and sort of help them along that craft beer journey.
0: But not all beer drinkers are up for trying new beers and new flavors. Sometimes beers, like those IPAs, are jam-packed full of hops and they suck all the moisture out of your mouth. Here's how Last Best plans on convincing new drinkers to experiment new flavors.
1: Well, the biggest change that we're seeing now is that people are searching it out that as the the market for craft beer is growing and as we as brewers mature and we start to make beers which are a little bit more accessible a bit more approachable for people yet still interesting and flavorful then they'll seek it out themselves all we've got to do is make sure that they can get a pint yeah, they'll, yeah. they
2: realize that they've been missing out on some of those flavors this is what some beer can taste like I yeah. didn't, they didn't know so. the
1: other thing is that a lot of people still associate craft beer with big strong hoppy bitter IPAs, and that hasn't really been the case now for about the past two to three years. And this has been one of the best trends and changes in craft beer, is that we're all going towards more drinkable beers. They're still jam-packed full of hops, but we brew them differently so that those hops give us lots of aroma, lots of flavor, without all the bitterness. And so yeah, you can have a few more. You can get all of the flavor, all the character, without turning people off.
0: Now, as we've mentioned, Alberta has a ton of craft breweries opening up. The most interesting part about this, though, is that a lot of them are opening up outside of Alberta's major cities. Are craft brew companies having a hard time securing real estate, getting priced out, or is it something different? Here's Chad.
2: I think a little bit of that is definitely real estate, but I think it, it there's a sense of community with a, a craft beer. You see that in the States a lot, where small towns, that's what they're known for is their brewery. So you know the, the money that people spend at that brewery, i.e. Jasper, they, it stays there because they're local people, right. local brewers, and you're supporting the local farming community, so it's, just, it's a full circle.
1: I'm just so impressed that you've acknowledged that as well because this is, this is the first time I've seen in my entire career all around the world that craft brewing is growing in this place in Alberta, and it's going rural first. It's super cool. This is actually
0: a lot different than a lot of other industries that started the city centers first. Industries like tech, healthcare and finance.
1: It's almost a little bit infill, but it's it's a sense of pride and it's a sense of community that yeah. you know you can be from Wainwright, Alberta, and you've got Ribstone Creek right there. Right. You, know, you can be from Edgerton, a town of two hundred people, and it's got a brewery. Right. Yeah. It's it, a,
2: it's not a, it's not a village, it's a hamlet. Sorry, a hamlet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, blame the foreigner. <laughs> Beer is pretty simple to make, at least when you consider the ingredients it takes to make a pint. Put simply, all you need is water, barley, and a flavor of sorts. Oftentimes, brewers use hops, but word has it that Alberta has some of the best barley in the world. Is it true? I asked Phil and Chad.
1: It's absolutely true. Uh, So there's a few things. The... uh barley is a pretty hardy crop and it's becoming a more specialized crop especially barley grown for malting purposes as opposed to just feed Uh, that as corn and uh, and soybeans and canola uh, have been bred to become a little bit more tolerant and hardy it's pushed barley and rye production closer towards the rocky mountains and further north so you really don't get that many areas in the states now which are still growing malt barley Um, But this region, pretty much from the border up to 200 Ks north of Edmonton, uh, and about 250 to 400 kilometers east of the Rockies, is absolutely fantastic volcanic soil, good levels of water, fantastic level of sunlight during the summertime, uh, and generations of barley farmers that all know exactly how to make the top quality barley for malting. So it's only the best barley which gets used to make beer.
0: So we know that Alberta has great barley, But I asked Phil and Chad about the economic troubles barley farming has experienced since they've
1: been brewing. There's that natural economic pressure that as other crops, which have got more reliable yields, are being bred to tolerate Canadian winters, then it's pushing barley further north and further west. And that story has been going on for the past 80 years, to be honest.
0: Despite the fact that barley farming is getting pushed out to new and different areas of the province, there is room for this industry to grow. Especially as craft beer is growing. There's room to grow because, as Phil says, brewers are super inefficient.
1: We use about almost twice as much barley, well, twice as much malt to make a liter of beer as a macro brewer might, Um, just because of extract efficiencies and because we like to use different specialties and all the rest. And so it creates a a new demand for basically more barley to go into it. And then the malts just have to supply that with, you know, all of us being a little bit scatterbrained uh, and looking for totally different different uh, flavors to play with. But it's kind of cool right now to have that personal connection with farmers. So uh, our CEO, Brett, his brother uh, just bought bought a farm uh, just southwest of Edmonton. Uh, His cousin married a farming family of generations and they're just at Crossfield, Alberta. And so we can trace back batches of malt that we put in our beer through the maltsters back to the farm that it came from.
0: Where they can, Last Best uses fresh, local ingredients, especially for their beers. They use the best quality malt barley that is locally sourced. It's important to do this. Here's why. It's the conversation that I can have with Graham. Graham is a local barley farmer related to
1: Bear Hills CEO,
0: Brett Ireland.
1: About what the weather conditions <laughs> yeah. are looking like, about whether he's going to be able to pull his crop off. Okay. Um, and it's being able to tell that story to the people that are drinking our beer. Okay. That, in Alberta, and Calgary, and Edmonton, and all around the rural regions on the prairie, like people know what farming is, they know what, what barley is, they've got friends, it's their family, and so for them to see that come full circle, that's why locals is important.
0: It's clear that agriculture is vital, not only to the beer industry, but to city commerce, for labour markets, and most importantly, for people's livelihoods. What would happen to the beer industry, though, if something catastrophic occurred and the barley industry vanished? As awful as this sounds, Phil just can't see this happening.
1: That's a really difficult question. question. (laughs) Uh, They'll always be farming in this part of the world. You know, we talk about economic diversification away from the oil and gas industry in this province. And it's a story which is, you know, it's important. It really is. And it's been happening for the past 30 years, relatively slowly. But agriculture has always been there. Um, And yes, it's been pushed out a little bit or it's become a smaller proportion of the Albertan economy. But overall, it's still there and it's still vitally important, and it's still a cultural lifeblood of this part of the world and why people live here.
0: Since craft beer is on the rise in Alberta, I asked Phil and Chad what advice they'd like to give a home brewer who is looking to make it in the craft brew industry and start their own business.
1: Uh, it's never worthwhile to drink those bad batches, <laughs> pour them straight down the sink, <laughs> and believe me, we've all made them. Yeah, okay. uh, the other thing I'd say is that it's never the level of education in the beer world has never been more accessible than it is right now. Um, you can get a two year kind of diploma level of training on your own if you feel like it uh, It's a fantastic time to be making beer, and our industry is growing at a pace so if you want to take the plunge, take the plunge so
0: you heard Phil Phil says if you want to try it, take the plunge. What does Chad say
1: um?
2: I think it's a ton of fun right now to be in this industry, especially on the front side. I come from the wine industry myself, um, and the uh, the sense of community with all of the breweries um, makes it really easy for us to, you know, sell our food and sell their beer on our taps as well, and just talk about, you know, it's uh, just talk about the industry in general. Um, it's not competitive competitive for the consumer of the dollar. It's competitive to make a better beer. It's literally about, yeah, this is grown on this farm, and this is how we made it, and it's the, the people in the community are making, and it, it's delicious. And if you don't like it, oh, well, let's try something else. And that's kind of the mentality. It's, it's not this uh, elitism um, of trying to collect a bottle and then showing it off. It's buying a bottle and sh- a beer and sharing it.
0: So... If you're out there experimenting making beers, get out and share them with the rest of the province. With your friends. With your family. Who knows? You might just be the next big brew. That concludes the first episode of this beer series. On the next episode, we speak to an actual barley farmer to see what life is like helping brewers make magic. On the next episode... What's the, what's the craziest sort of story you can tell about uh, a farming experience?
2: Uh, we, we have a big grain cart that holds about 34 tons and when that thing sinks in the ground and you lose, I mean, can you imagine sinking a tire that's five feet tall into the ground completely and almost tipping over and it? it's just, it was chaos last year.